You can check out all the episodes of The Table of Truth on our website, www.tableoftruth.com. Everybody to the table of truth. This is your man Cam. Joining me today is the other black Cam. <laughs> Cam with the K. It's the Cam Coach and Cam K. show today. Yeah, Coach K in the house. Um, what up? How you doing? How you living? Chilling like a villain. You know what I'm saying? A lot. Been working a lot and working on all my side projects and all the randomness I'm always doing. So it's been fun. Uh, just DJing and. Yeah, Scott, there's a laundry list of stuff. So just been productive, busy and productive, which is a good thing. AKA the science of life is the science of you. Yeah. And then, you know, just, and also just having a lot of fun too. It's been an interesting year so far. I can't believe it's March already. We're already in the third month already. You know what? It was crazy. People forget how to have fun nowadays. It seems like people take life a little too seriously. And I guess based on the current climate and conditions of what's going on in the world today, we forgot how to enjoy ourselves and let our proverbial hair, hair down from time to time and not take life so seriously. So to my peoples out there, if you have a moment to wander or dream or have fun and enjoy yourself, do that. And mentally, it will help your health. Yeah, that and laughing a lot. Like people at, at work, they're like, Cam, what are you laughing at? I'm like, I laugh all the time. It just happens to be that you're in my direction and vicinity. So you feel that like I'm laughing at you, but you're laughing too. So I'm laughing with you. Yeah. So, laughing you. is a, no, I was going to say, laughing is a healthy exercise. So. Yeah, man. It's how, we, uh, it's how we stay young. But, yeah. um, but you know, Oscars just happened uh, yesterday. And it was the 90th version, which is crazy. Um, and actually, I could I watched the whole thing, and I didn't know if it was the Oscars or if it was the BET Awards, because the amount of jokes, the amount of brown people on the screen, but black people was on the screen. Like they were just showing. Like it was to the point where they were just interviewing anyone that wasn't white, just to have them. Like, who are you? All right, come over here. What's your name? Gonzalez. Let's make it happen. <laughs> okay, so. I never wa- I haven't watched the Oscars in a few years, and the times I do catch anything, it's either post Oscars either on Twitter or some social media site, or I get updates from my friends who are in tune with the Oscars. And we had, on a separate chat we had discussed uh, diversity and inc- inclusion, and I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but <clears throat> you had just mentioned that the Oscars try to interview anybody or everybody of color. And I feel like it, it's not an honest way for representation. And I don't feel like being represented in that way translate to uh, a, a movement where everybody's on equal playing field. Because if that was the case, then you'd have other movies getting in if there was inclusion and diversity within the Oscar format, which it clearly is not. Um, with that said, um, the Oscars will always be the Oscars. I'm kind of, you know whatever about it it's cool that they had color uh, people of color or whatever being interviewed winning awards but i feel like it didn't it wasn't like it didn't come from the heart you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like they won because it was a great thing i think i feel like they won just to make a statement the oscars make a statement like see we do 
give awards to these other uh, unrepresented uh, pieces of work. And I'm just like, I kind of results in capitalism because at the end of the day, when the director Jordan Peele wins for Get Out and you know, you have all these other uh, like uh, Guillermo del Toro, yeah, it says, hey, now they can be free to do other work, but it shouldn't come down to that all the time. Because I, I made an argument about, yeah, like a lot of Latinos won the last four to five years, but based off the work that they put out, none of it represented Spanish or Latino culture. It was something that was not, they were not, not would say not familiar with, but it didn't represent them. Like if you watch a movie like Coco, and that wins an award, it talks about the Latino culture and history. That's cool. But do pretty much one for a splash remake, you know, which was supposed and, to be really good. I haven't watched it. And the thing I was going to say was, I think it's actually better that he won for something like that because it gets it goes back to the fact of you don't have to necessarily lean on your culture to win an award to 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 get to that level, you know. Like yeah, well, Joe Terrell does he does he likes monster movies. That's his thing. I'm like he's a monster dude. He did Pacific Rim. He did freaking Pan's Labyrinth. He did Hellboy. Like he likes monster shit. That's his thing. And even Pan's Labyrinth was dope because I had like a tenth of Latino culture in it as well, or like uh, aspects in it. But I like that Guillermo del Toro, like he does stuff that he likes. Like he he's done, you know, Spanish language things, but like his bread and butter is horror stuff. And so like for him to, for him to win for something that he likes to do, I think that's awesome. And then he just quote unquote happens to be Latino. Then it's like, oh, that's freaking fresh too. And someone made the point too. The last five uh, best, was it best picture movies? I've been, uh, were directed, or the best directors, sorry. Best directors were all, have been Latinos. And like you pointed out, like um, not all of them have been for something that's like specifically like, you know, uh, Latino based. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's actually a good thing that they could, it's, it's like, it covers the spectrum, you know? And I think the- part, <clears throat> well, yeah, go ahead, sorry. But I think the, uh, the Jordan Peele part actually is kind of cool because, you know, I think in the end, like, I actually think Jordan Peele deserves that original screenplay. That's actually dope. Like, it's not like one of those gimmies, that I think. A lot of times the Oscars will do that. They did that a lot with the hosting, with the um, the presenters. Like, the amount of presenters that they showed just in general. And also, what I was laughing on the red carpet was, for every every two seconds, they showed somebody from Black Panther. Like, Black Panther is not going to even be talked about in the Oscars next year. Like, I was trying to tell someone that. I'm like, they're like, yo, what do you think Black Panther is going to get nominated for? I'm like, what? what? For what? <laughs> Like, nothing like high you know what honestly costume design i would be completely okay with that. Nah, everything nah, nah. i mean whatever I, but anyways but what, what i was laughing about was they made a point to show literally the whole cast of black panther on the red carpet just doing something <laughs> just just because that's it the hot thing right now and it was so it nasty did. to me was the most inauthentic out of all of it yeah it just didn't feel genuine like you whatever black panther bought to make world deficit back in money so shout out to ant he was right black panther's about to make a billion we were wrong i was wrong i didn't believe even though i'm one of the biggest black panthers but that's neither here nor there uh but getting back to it like i said uh you had movies from the three amigos uh and pan's labyrinth that were critically acclaimed and touched on the background of the latino hispanic culture and it was included. It was a great film. Um, but my whole point with that is that, you know, even though the Oscars is like one of the premier things, we dictate why the Oscars is valuable. You know, there are other outlets outside of the Oscars to validate 
the artist's work being not of the normal white variety and still be respected. There are outlets out there. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, I can't think of something off the, off the top, but there are out, outlets out there outside of the Oscars, and we dictate that. Just like we dictated Hollywood should be the premier place where you can create film. Yes, that's true, but also you can make movies in Canada and New York and I outside mean, they, of LA. They do make it. They, you they know, do, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. So New York is Toronto, actually. Yeah, <sighs> Oakland. Oakland is Toronto too, by the way. Hashtag Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also calling Common the rap version of Don Cheadle. I think that guy raps on anything. <laughs> well, I mean, he gets not. I mean, he been he got nominated for another Oscar because he did uh, writing chops for something. I forgot what it was. Yeah, he was nominated for one of the songs on there for writing. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just seeing a little too much of Common lately. Hey man, he, he put in that, he put in that work, bro. Put in that work. He's on tiny desk, big desk, medium desk. He's <laughs> at the White House twice a year. I, you know, I don't know, bro. I just he got the, I mean, he got a little, little top common burned out. Yeah, but, he, I mean, he, 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 he got the new gig up. too. I mean, he got the new group or whatever. But yeah, I think in general, like the Oscars, someone had a good point. If if Weinstein would have not got pinched, none of this would have happened. In terms of the uh, presenters, in terms of the statements and all that kind of stuff that's that is 100 a fact um i think film wise someone brought up there like you know there was no one titan film that won every single award like it was actually kind of spread out for once shape of water won four i guess but like you know normally when there's a, a best picture or whatever it wins like eight awards and shuts out everything else blah 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 um well, cra crazy thing is i saw the trailer to shape of water and i was not into it at all yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm like, I and I generally like um, Del Toro's work, so and I, I've been uh, enjoying a lot of the stuff that he does. But um, yeah, I'm, I mean, but that, but that's kind of general. Like, I rarely, I'll probably watch maybe three Best Picture nominees before the actual Oscars, just because, just in terms of like interest, if you want to put it that way. Well, in in the words of the great Jay Smooth, I'm going to watch that movie so I can become a well-informed hater. So, <laughs> yeah, you got you uh, got that is my that's, my that's my new mantra from here on out. If I'm gonna complain and gripe about something, I want to be well informed. So I'm gonna watch it. And if I, I mean, have, I think I'm it's the same. But I'm gonna know about what I'm hearing about. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same with music and all that kind of stuff. My old uh, Padawan at BT. That was her her challenge to me was to listen to more newer music, rap music, before mm -hmm. I uh, passed judgment. And so I was yes. like, you know what? And I and I was like, you know what? You are 100% correct. As a DJ, as a fan of hip hop, I should be listening to music as it comes out. So at the very least, I have a, a I have an educational uh, hater about it, <laughs> as opposed to just automatically dismissing it. Yeah, well, I'm a cynic. So when people came out and said the new Black Panther soundtrack was fire, I listened to it and I was like, it's more of a fucking stove. Uh, I, you know what it is is, uh, and this actually was at my my work. The the resident music head, he's like 23 or whatever. That's a whole nother story. But he um. He was like, yo, this is really dope, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of uh, soundtracks back in the day when, like, you know, quote, unquote, urban movies would come out. The soundtrack would be chock full of, you know, a current artist, new up-and-coming stuff. They would give uh, a lot of producers um, some, you know, tracks on it. But they would, you know, Above the Rim, New Jersey Drive, Soul in the Hole, you know, uh, the freaking, um, what was the other one that was really good? Oh, High School High. Um, all these were yo, what was the... Man, what was the best movie soundtrack you ever heard? I mean, for R and B, I would actually, just in, no, not just in general. I mean, I can't really in general because they're so they're so broad. Like, say for instance, like 
the Street Fighter soundtrack. Horrible movie. Yeah. But that soundtrack uh-huh. was fire. Yeah, Although they had, that they, Deion, they, they had the Deion Sanders song. That song was horrible. Yeah, but that song, we went all around the planet pitching. Yep. And on one hand, I'm the first battle of them all. So yep. come on with it. Yep. That goes to State Warriors. Fire. Go to yeah. State Warriors. And it had a. The only go to State Warriors I recognize. <laughs> informed hater but as i was telling the kid i was he's a kid but i was telling him i was like yo um you know that's how they used to do it and he because he had no frame of reference at all like i was naming when i said soul in the hole he's like what's that and i was like oh <laughs> as a basketball fan you should know what that is but as a hip-hop fan you should definitely know what it is because the soundtrack was so dope and it was like a mix of your favorite and i was like um like high school high the soundtrack that had woo wear on it like woo is not on any other stuff until compilations came later but like that song was only on the high school high soundtrack. So you had to buy that soundtrack to get that song. And like, you, you don't get those anymore. And that's, you know, dude. And he was like, woo wear, what's that? I was like, all right, see, nah, I just can't, I can't, I gotta calm myself down. I, 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 in my opinion, off the top of my head, I think the best movie soundtrack is probably Soul in a Hole, uh, hip hop soundtrack. Yeah, I said um, R&B, you, R&B, I you, probably would go Boomerang. boomerang? Yeah. yeah, probably Boomerang. Cause that's like pound for pound. Yeah, I, I would include either the show The Rhyme and Reasons, but it's a, a movie about hip hop, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so it's made it, to be a mixtape, basically. Yeah, it's supposed to be mixtape, but Soul and Hole was a documentary, which is really dope because I was a huge fan of streetball and documented uh Booger Smith, I think his name was Kevin Booger Smith, and oh, yeah, little story behind that in college. Um, I bought that soundtrack going into my freshman year in college, I'm going to the dorms. And I pass a door that's open, and they're playing the track by they were called Coke or Smith and Wesson. I think they go by Coco Brothers now. And the, the dude was bumping it, and I instantly stopped, knocked on his door. I didn't even know his brother, and I was like, "Yo, Soul in the Hole soundtrack." He was like, "Yes," and we started vibing. First day on campus, and I became really good friends with this dude, and we skated together. But it was crazy how during i mean it still goes on now but during like when i was a younger kid music would be the great equalizer just like food was to have a casual conversation and build bonds to that and we had an affinity for wu-tang all things wu-tang comics east coast hip-hop we dressed the same we was we was like air lights but i just remember that soul and hole was an integral part of me myself meeting certain individuals in college being from out of not living in San Jose, I was coming from SoCal and like, that was just like a great connector. So that was pretty cool. Shout out to Soul in the Hole and that soundtrack, uh, which I think is one of the best soundtracks and movie soundtracks in my opinion um, that I can think of. Maybe Rush Hour has something cool too, but, um, but yeah, you know, that, that's just crazy that the, they don't make movie soundtracks like they used to. It's more, now it's like actual movie scores. You know, you hear John, what is it? John Williams. So that's cool. You know? Yeah, actually, the the score for uh, Black Panther is actually really dope. Like, if you listen to it, it's on Spotify as well. Like, you can get the whole the whole thing. And I, I, it was actually, I'm not, I'm not, I was sure. actually surprised. It was it was cool. It, it had a good mood to it. And I thought it was done. It was done pretty well by the dude that did. Um, uh, he does. Oh, all you talking about the actual score? Yeah, the actual score. The actual yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there were songs on there that I didn't even hear on on the quote unquote Kendrick project. Yeah, man, uh, man. Yeah. So the, the that, thing about, in, that, in that respect, I mean, those are things where it's like, it's cool. The the soundtrack was good because kind of like what Questlove was saying is like, there's not as much um, 
music these days where everyone stops and like we all talk about it like you know jay-z's 444 when kanye drops an album or like even drake drops an album too or drake drops a song honestly but like before when stuff would come out everyone would stop and then you listen to it then you go to school the next day and you all talk about it and you go like that so that aspect of the hip-hop culture and the sharing of it is not there anymore and so it's slowly starting to come through social media slowly starting to come through podcasts and everything else and one of the cool things, like even like at work, I started a, a music Slack now um, with my coworkers and we've all been kind of swapping music and dropping in our playlists and you know that. And I was like, just to kind of foster more of a community of people that listen to music that's at work and you can listen to some new stuff and all that. But I thought that the, the Kendrick, uh, the Kendrick slash Black Panther soundtrack was kind of like one of those moments where people were actually talking about it and swapping their music and all that. And again, we, we're now older hip hop heads, so like the younger kids don't really got that as much. They don't they ever, they never really had that exercise. Wait, you said there's a a place where you exchange mixtapes and music, not called the mixtape exchange that <laughs> you're part of. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're cheating on the mixtape exchange. <laughs> hey man, I'm like so, you and I are the only ones that drop stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we're the only ones, but maybe we need to find. Maybe I need to find a new group. However. Um, but yeah, yeah, back to yeah. the Oscars. I think the the other part about the Oscars that was cool was um, when I say look, it sounded like the uh, the BET Awards. Is Tiffany Haddish was fucking hilarious. Like she just wound out to the point where three things: one, she wore the same dress that she wore at SNL, and I think what something else that she hosted. So this is the third time she, she wore, wore it. three different events. Yeah, yeah and she said, and the, what, but what's funny about it is she said she was going to do that. She was like, look, I paid. $4,000 for this dress. I'm about to make sure that I wear it. And true to her word, she wore it three times, which is awesome. And then two, um, her and Maya Rudolph's uh, chemistry when they were presenting was just really, really funny. And it it was good because it was fun and it was natural. And, and you know, she has a good um, ability to bring out people's natural uh, uh, selves. So they have more fun when they're around her. And I think that was you're actually- talking about Tiffany, you're speaking of Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish. And I think that's, uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing just in general soul business, but it's also a good thing for her because it, it gives, it adds to her likability where kind of like people look at her almost as a the sister girl kind of situation. And she's mm -hmm. doing it in a way where it's not, it's not cartoonish or stereotypical. Like it's very, it feels authentic. Uh, with that said, I want to give a shout out because she is a Eritrean and I did not know this until recently. So shout out to her and the Eritrean uh, culture. And she did pull up in an Eritrean inspired mm -hmm. uh, attire, which yep. was a big deal. So yeah, and know, she makes she's a good point. Yeah, she makes a good point to like let that be known and rock with it, and also educate people about it and what it is. You know, all those type of things. So I think I like yeah. all the moves that she's been making lately to me have been really awesome. I think she just really she's just having a lot of fun and. Unlike a lot of people that just kind of they're flashing the pans or whatever, like she's like talented. She has she got the chops. She's funny. She's making the moves that she likes to do, and she's really enjoying it. And you know, she which to say when she first met Oprah, she was wilding the fuck out, and she you know she was on you know the Tonight Show. She's telling a cool story because I'm on the Tonight Show. Like she's actually enjoying the 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 what's happening to her as opposed to people trying to be too cool for school. Yeah, and there, like I said, I mentioned earlier off air that she's, I, I kind of agree that she's like the comedic version of Cardi B. And in no way I, I want to be disrespectful because Cardi B is doing her thing. She's living the best life. And Tiffany Haddish is the new it. 
she's the hotness and she's funny. She's just in everything. And I, and when I say that she's just relevant and she's there, she's uh, accessible as far as like, she's on whatever event she's on the Oscars, she's doing this and same thing with Cardi B. I'm not saying she's a, like, to me, Cardi B, it's like, now that I look at Cardi B, I'm like, Oh, she's still here. There's still a thing. Whereas Tiffany, I did, she, she came in the scene kind of like Cardi B and kind of just was trail, well, not trailblazing, but steamrolling. And she's this new era, but she's not, I guess, I, I don't want to use the word annoying because Cardi B's not annoying. I'm just like surprised that she's still relevant now. I thought that 15 minutes of fame would be over. Yeah, However, Cardi B is a, I give her props because whoever, a mix of her management and herself of, because I was like when they, when she first dropped, I mean, I, she's been around for a minute. Like I didn't really know who she was until, honestly, when I was been watching Jesus Romero and like that kind of made me like perk Love and hip hop. Yeah, like I don't watch Love Hip at all. I don't. Me neither. Yeah, but that was like that was like the beginning of it. But then looking her up, she had already dropped like two or three mixtapes on her own. She was doing videos. She just she was she was on the on her grind, which was awesome. And then uh, when uh, Kodak Yellow, Bodak Yellow came out, whatever, and everyone's hyping it up, and you know she's from the Bronx, and people really like especially in New York, they were really behind it. Um, it was like that's when I was like, okay, this is your 15 minutes of fame. It's starting to peter out. What's gonna happen? And then she hopped on the Bruno Mars remix, and that, that excited it even more. Then from there, she performed at this place, and she was on. So it, it, I give her, her and her whole, you know, group credit for like really stretching it out. Now, now it's going to be see how what she can do for this year in terms of like, are you going to drop an album? Are you going to be doing something that keeps it keeps that so it's not you're not that flash in the pan? And I think, well, uh, I, I think she's going to be a flash in the pan. And and I, I'm I'm going to. Preference by saying, you know, shout out to her for taking advantage of an opportunity and riding it basically to the wheels fall off. I'm not going to knock her hustle because I, I like that people get behind somebody in a positive light and she's doing her thing and she's relevant and she's out there. And she's doing, like I said, she's living the best life. But as a music fan, I'm not buying a Cardi B album. I'm not, yeah, no, she, her music's yeah, horrible. Yeah. She's not a good musician. That's, that's, yeah. that's a completely different. Like I like yeah. I like Cardi B the personality and I like her hustle I like her her steez, but like you know I don't I don't put her in the same category like no. Rhapsody or something to that effect. no heck no it, it, but I did just had a conversation with somebody at work and I was like yo she's still a thing mm -hmm. like, damn congrats congrats to her yeah. uh, speaking of it's Tiffany Haddish I want to segue she, she's the new it uh, and she's funny um, and I want to say that. She may have her own Netflix special. And when I say that, I wanted to talk about uh, the recent happenings with Monique. And Monique, just to give our audience a little backstory, Monique has been in the news or in the media uh, lately. Basically, Monique's story was she was trying to get a Netflix special or Netflix was coming to her. And uh, Monique felt like she was short-sighted because of her resume, previous resume and all her accolades that she uh, has. And they gave her a subpar deal, and she wanted to be paid like the uh, Dave Chappelle's, the uh, what is it, Amy Schumer's, the Chris Rock's of the world, um, and she felt like she was deserving of that. Um, then the, what made it big was a lot of people in social media and other outlets said they were mixed. Some were like Sinbad had got on the Breakfast Club, so uh, Monique got on the Breakfast Club and. Her and Charlemagne got into a debate, and the 
the bad thing about that is when I watched that interview or listened to that interview, it's like no one really answered the questions they were asked. Uh, and Charlemagne, plain and simple, was like, basically, why do you think you deserve this? Because in reality, you're really not that hot. Um, on the other hand, Monique is saying that, you know, because she's a black African woman, uh, she's not the face of the image that people want to see because she's a heavyset black woman. She's outspoken, uh, and she she believes that she was unjust in getting a deal because she's a woman. She's a comedian. It's harder, and she's black, and she all has a valid, lot. Of, all valid yeah, points. All valid points. Uh, and I don't know that world, but I can understand. You know, you don't have to understand the comedy world to understand that. But at the same time, part of me is like, I don't think that, like Faison Love was on the Breakfast Club as well, or Sway in the Morning, and he said. I agree with her. As a comedian, they kind of got behind her, but at the same time, they was like, where she messed up was she didn't realize Netflix is just not fooling with you. That's basically what it comes down to. And we, as in our little private group, got together and was like, well, honestly, you know, I don't really check for too many female comedians, and that's not to say they're not funny. It's just like none of them really interest me. Only a few. You know, there's a few out there that catch my my ear. And I listened to him and I was like, oh, she's funny. She's dope. You know, and it was the legends, obviously. Yeah, um, but I think also, too, you know, that could be their own biases as well. Like, just, I mean, yeah. I realized that as well. Thinking about it, someone was like, oh, you know, what, what comedians do you think is funny? And, like, I'll list them, but I'll, the, I'll, I will, it will take me a while to actually go to female, or should you say female, woman comedian. And I think yeah. that that was actually my own bias. Because I thought about it. I was like, oh, man, who, who do I actually think is funny? Like, legit funny, not just on some, like, you know, oh, you know, like we, like we all actually agree, man. We all don't think Amy Schumer's funny. Although I've seen three or four sketches that her, those, those were super funny. They're really good. But like I, yeah. I, I tried to sit through her, uh, her uh, special. I was like, nah, this ain't happening. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it. There are funny women. Uh, Sh- what is it, Shamal? Shamar? She's one of the queens of comedy. There's Wanda Sykes. Oh, I mean, Whoopi. Yeah, Wanda Sykes. Shamar. Yeah. But I think that's yeah. the part. Sinbad made a good point. He's like, she messed up when she tried to go. She went. If she would have just stopped at a certain level, everybody would have ride with her and been cool. Yeah. But I think she went a little too far, and that's what made it made it made the backlash even happen more. Where it's like, look, no one's really saying that you're not good. They're like, like Sinbad says, like, but Netflix just not fucking with you because they have. They, Faison said that. Yeah, Faison said that, and Sinbad said that. They're just like, yeah. you know, and Sinbad said the same thing. He's like, he's like, I don't have a Netflix special because they don't fuck with me like that. Like I yeah. still even sell out. Gary Owen. Who? Gary Owen. Gary Owen, the white guy, he was the 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 only white guy to host. Oh yeah, 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 him. He he said he's been trying to get on Netflix for days, and they yeah. always reject him. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just it, it, that tells me it's not just, and he's a white guy. Yeah. Who has so a black audience? It tells mostly. me black audience, and it, it tells me it's not just. I'm, I'm from my opinion, it's just not a gender thing. I really like what Sinbad and Faison said. They're not fooling with her. They want her to get her money. We all agree. Majority of us agree. Five hundred thousand was too low ball. I think just, and I agree with Sinbad, where she messed up was when she said she's the most accomplished female comedian. Yeah. I would agree. It just, just, and, it just got extra. Like, calm down. And, and the fact that she put that viral video up showing all these wars, which basically had kind of nothing to do with comedy. She kept talking about a movie. I was like, yeah, but yeah. your comedy special. And my point was, just like Sinbad and their comments, like, if you feel like you're funny, bet on yourself. Yeah. Do your own special. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, and, it was, it, I think, um, you know, and 
to, to what Charlemagne was saying, and he, and he was correct. He was like, you know, when Amy Schumer got her deal, she had already been on tour for a year, selling out 50 cities, same with Chris Rock, same with Dave Spell, like a lot of the other ones. And then there's a lot of younger ones that aren't doing that. You know, Russell Peters has mm-hmm. been been having specials on Netflix, but he's like, Russell Peters been putting in that work. And he's made, he literally is one of the most paid comedians right now next to Kevin Hart. And he don't have no mm-hmm. movie out. That's because that's just more yeah. because he's international. So I think for her, I think she kind of came in on a hubris of I got an Oscar. I did I did some stuff. I should be at this certain level, not looking at the work that the people that got those that money had already put in coming towards the table. So she got lowballed 100 percent. But I think it would have been better for her to begin. Oh, I got lowballed. Cool. And be like, hey, Netflix tried to play me. So I'm not going to do nothing mm-hmm. on Netflix. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going on tour. Fuck Netflix. Da, 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 da. I think she would have actually probably sold out more and had a full sustainable 2018 based off of that bad experience with Netflix. But instead she tried to lobby it to get more money where it's just like, you know, that, that it just, it just back it backfired, I think. And now, so now she's on the defensive and then she's going on, you know, different shows and trying to play the auntie type role. And, you know, you know, Charlemagne, you hate black women and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, dude, like you're like it's like you're going to a whole other level that didn't need to go to, and it makes it actually yeah, and, it makes it worse actually. And and she had this thing when she was calling her husband daddy. I, you know what? I don't know. You know, yeah. I, I'm well, not all, all that stuff. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. God be with. You. Basically, yeah. Ba- ba- basically, Monique needs if she really thinks she's that funny and she deserves that. Go bet on yourself. Do your own show. Uh, I do agree. She got low ball, and you know if they want to give her. Two, maybe three million, you know. And I, I, I don't know her. She, I don't want to mess with her money. I'm not in her pockets. But I, if they said two, three million, cool. But she wanted goat money, and I think she deserved a lot of money. And that's what I always say. She ain't that funny. Ain't nobody really checking for Monique. But I do think she got disrespected because she is a queen of comedy. She has put in that work. She did come in the same era as those great comedians. Um, but again, it just goes to show you they're not messing with her. They're messing with T- Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. She's the one. She's the hit. Yeah. So, and also too, I think you know, I the the bare minimum for me was as I was talking about as people were saying before was like each one of those comics all like again were already came into the gate like one two years on tour fifty to a hundred shows and the, and then while they're talking to Netflix not been chilling, kind of doing some stuff, not really putting in, and even like Sinbad, like Sinbad's always on tour, he's always doing his thing, he knows his mm-hmm. audience, he's completely secure in it, No, he's like Netflix, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but again, like he said, bet on yourself, you're doing your own thing, and I think, um, I forgot who was it, someone was like, whoa, what she should have done, she should have took the 50, the, five, the half of mil, and then used that to fund the tour for the next year to make even more money, and so, yeah, I don't know how Netflix deals works, and I don't know what encompasses that and how much she has to do but apparently they felt that it wasn't worth her time and you know another thing about monique they i don't know but people say she's hard to work with and she has a lot of beef with the industry people yeah. she felt she got blackballed and if she did get blackballed and it was because of what they said then she kind of brought that on herself but if she didn't then that's another issue but again i don't know i'm just hearing both sides of the story too much things to worry about ah yeah 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 all right. Uh, also in the news today, um, or recently, a couple people that we know and possibly love is Rick Ross and Kevin Smith both had heart attacks. Uh, and, and you know, being from the 90s, 
hip-hop era, I, I'm always big about going to see your rap heroes because you just never know nowadays. 2017 was rough. Um, you know, most recently, was it Fife Dog as far as hip-hop heads? Uh, and you had a lot of musicians. And basically what I'm trying to say is just to the people out there, including myself, just be healthy. I mean, you looked at Big Pun. If you Google pick Big Pun older pictures, that dude was suave. He was slim. Uh, you know, he did not look like the 700-pound behemoth that we saw the lasting image. And so I'm just like... Yeah, when when, um, when he passed, um, I remember actually... The reason I remember it is vividly because I was watching... Uh, I think it was Rhapsody. And they're talking about mm-hmm. it. And my mom, was, she just glanced at the screen. And she's like, oh, man. That guy better watch out, man. He's gonna have a heart attack and die. And I was like, uh, he just died today. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but she said it because she's like, she's like, oh, I could tell because you know, the bigger you get, your heart stays exactly the same size. And so mm-hmm. if you're not healthy and all that kind of stuff, it's just it's gonna catch up to you. And she's like, you could tell even because it was a, I think it was a clip of an interview. And as he's talking, he's breathing heavy as in between each of his words. And Biggie mm-hmm. had the same kind of situation when he was talking as well. Just showing yeah, that Biggie wasn't that big though, but no, nah, he wasn't that big. But at, but at the time, at the end for Big Pun, the la- I think he had already dropped something like forty pounds, but he was, you know, he was already, you know, he was way balloon past, you know. But you know what's crazy? A lot of people that are overweight that die die when they're trying to lose the weight. Yeah, it's almost too late. Yeah, and the thing with Kevin Smith, he had got online and he uh basically t- told what he was thinking and what he felt like after it. And basically he had a clog in his blood vessels, which is kind of, it's like this thing called the Widowmaker. And he was that close to death because basically it clogs up and it just constricts and you have no blood flow in the, and it just stops the failure in your artery. And so he was really that close and he had a, a basically a, a self-assessment in those moments saying that if this is it, he said, I, I he's like, I think I lived a good life. He, he was content. He that's wasn't ready to dope. die, but he yeah. said he was content with life. That's dope, um, though. Unfortunately, he, he came back to life and it put a new spin on it. But I'm just saying in general, like, and, and this goes out to everybody, the Table of Truth members, our friends, family, extended family, just be healthy. I mean, we can't um, make the mistakes of our parents. Like, fortunately, my mom, I'm going to give a little personal story. My mom, she, you know, when you're younger, you're slim. And then over time, you gain the grown grown folks weight and she kind of bloomed up to over 200 pounds and that's the biggest she's ever been and then i think what kind of did it for her she used to work for the the post office and we used to live on top of a hill and she had to deliver mail on top of that hill and she thought she was having a heart attack when in reality she was just out of breath and out of shape and so fast forward a few years later she had to get surgery to get that weight removed and now she's all about walking she stopped smoking uh, the only thing that kind of kills, she doesn't sleep as much, which is weird, but she is more of a health conscious. She don't eat as much. She don't eat her own cooking. So, wow. That's uh, interesting. Try to, yeah. She tries to be as healthy. She does eat something. She'll have that one day when she'll have a little something, but uh, she just tries to be a lot healthier. And then if you just look at the mistakes of our parents and their friends, they're dying from diabetes, having heart attacks and all this crazy stuff in our generation nowadays are all health conscious. We're doing all these activities. We're trying to be more active. Now, granted, our generation, we used to be super active. We kind of slow down because life happens, but we still have a, an activity, whether it be dancing on the weekends, a little walk, doing a little fun work, like work even caters, your job caters to like being healthy. You have these like who can lose the most pounds 
for this month, you know, as a group type deal. So um, shout out to people trying to live healthy and just be conscientious because, man, it's catching up to us and all my rap. Some of my rap heroes are passing away. So Yeah, I mean, you know, that happened with, um, uh, oh, when Cool Herc was, was uh, was uh, yes, when he was, he was, what is he, he had, uh, I think it was heart surgery or something like that, but he didn't have insurance. He didn't have a couple other things. And that was, that started a whole conversation about the older generation of uh, rap legends and their like finances and like the, like planning for the future and all that kind of stuff and those type of things. And it was funny because they were talking about that in comparing it to like say uh, NFL, NBA and all that kind of things. Cause in NFL and NBA, they have classes for rookies about just the basics of finance and all these classes about, you know, saving for retirement. Not no, now no one goes <laughs> yeah. and, and they all do it. But even in rap, like someone was talking about how, you know, cool Herc's, you know, in the hospital, blah, 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 you know, puffy or someone should come through and save them and da, 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 da. But it was just so interesting because it was like the, the older generation of rap, they're all in various levels of, you know, either health or wealth and all that. The generation right after them, same thing. Generation after them, that's the Dre's, the Puffy's, the, you know, now entering with the Pharrell's. And then the one after that is like the Kanye's and stuff. But yeah, the older generation, just the black people in general, like just the, the aspect of health and just being on it and getting just some like physical activities, like, cause you know, I have hypertension in my family, diabetes in the family, high, uh, high cholesterol, blood pressure, the whole nine. So it's like, as I'm getting older, I'm like, there's no reason I should have a pot belly and freaking can't walk up a flight of stairs. Like this, that's ridiculous. And so yeah. I remember that too, because I vividly remember I was going up some stairs and I, I got to the top and I was like, <gasps> like breathing heavy. I was like, okay, so this, that, that, was, it's a sign. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, man. It's like, yo, okay. I can't have the burrito at night anymore. Yeah, Sit. exactly. Yeah, no, but that's uh, but that's but that's the discipline, and um, and also too, you know, it, it actually helps because then when the people around you are on that same tip, then you know, you want all of us to be in our uh, hundreds talking shit about the dumbness that we were talking about from when we we're in twenties. And exactly. so, as I see my older uh, family members, their friends are passing away, and they're in their like seventies, and they're mm-hmm. they were the ones that were a little bit more of the healthy tip, and they're they're you know still pretty active. While their friends quadruple bypasses, triple bypasses, you know, lost a lost a limb or you know, ride it, like to just and then I see my other, you know, like on the Asian front, like a lot of my Asian friends and their grandparents and great grandparents, they're like eighties and nineties, still wake up in the morning, do chai chi, they'll walk around like one block around the um the whole uh their house just because they gotta get it, they got to get that exercise in. And it's so, and then we can circle back around to the beginning of this episode when we said Live, love, and laugh, laugh, and laugh every day. Yeah, yeah, man, like it keeps it with the. It, you know, I think also it's the stress part too. Where at the end of the day, especially in this crazy climate that we have, we even talk about the uh, he who shall not be named this episode on purpose. But I think a lot of times people do forget about that, the laughing aspect of it. And mm-hmm. one of my friends was like uh, looking at me, and they're like, "Cam, you have I don't really see any of your gray hair. You laugh way too much. You need to get some adult stress in your life." <laughs> No, I can count on literally one hand how many gray hairs, and I don't even like it. But with that said, if my gray hairs come, you know, and they said my my older generation would say, if you have grays in your head, that means you've seen God. And I said, I think I've seen God a little too much, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have like, I mean, now I have like, you know, one, two, three, I think now. Yeah, like three in the beard or whatnot. But yeah. it's not like it's a bad thing. I'm like, oh, cool. I got some grades. You know? I get, yeah, you got some grades. If I get some greed riches over here, that should be Yeah, awesome. exactly. I was like, if I get grades in the certain part of my head, I'm going to read riches for Halloween. Yeah, that's what pretty I'm much. Going. But I think, Dr. J. But I think that's also, even at my, at my work, uh, we're talking about something, and I mentioned my age, and then one of the coworkers is like, wait, how old are you? And they're like, wait a minute. And then and she's like, I need to rethink my life choices. <laughs> Because she was like, and she was thinking about it. She was like, there's no, I thought you, I literally thought you were my age and you're not, you're like literally 10 years older than me. And I'm like, that's all my friends. We all, and we all laugh a lot. We do have some type of physical activities. We try to keep stress to a, a, a you know, manageable level. And really that those things kind of help keep that uh, youthful, uh, like, uh, personality and all that kind of stuff which i think is awesome it makes it easier i, I really don't want to be a lot of the people that my my age they look like they're 50 which is crazy yeah yeah and, and we have a head start which is black yeah <laughs> that looks good. yeah but, uh, all right we'll wrap it up let's do some final words uh cam what's your final words like i said my final word and my mantra for 2018 is if you're gonna be a hater be a well-informed hater join the club <laughs> Know know all the things that's going on before you chime in. I will. I am a cynic. I am always the contrarian in our group chats, and I will go down fighting. But I will try to be as well informed when I present the hopefully facts and not opinions on subjects that matter to me, and we can have asinine arguments about it. But it, it, again, just if you're gonna be a hater, be a well informed hater. Nice. Uh, my final word is I had uh, an epic uh, conversation with my Lyft driver, and we were talking about the plight of uh, Black people just in general, and a lot of things brought up, like the more... Before you even go, who, who, who was the ethnicity of the Lyft driver? Uh, he was Black as well. Okay. Oh, sorry. He was a Moor, as he, as he uh, pointed out. He was um, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> but... We were talking about a lot of different things, conspiracy theories, and the other, I was even not even gonna say conspiracy. We're talking about a lot of different theories. We're also talking about um, knowledge base and control and stuff like you know what we what we will learn in universities isn't necessarily the full truth. And we talked about you know uh, searching for knowledge on your own and that kind of stuff. That that was I oh, totally agreed with. But one of the things I was like telling them, I was like, you know, it's cool to have a sense of knowledge that. You know, black people invented the internet. We invented it this. We invented like basically that was kind of his his thing was like black people invented everything and it's all everyone's black and blah blah blah. I was like, that's awesome, cool, but what does that actually do for the person here and now? And so I my my whole thing was like, as much as you're talking about that black people invented inter the internet and black people there was no slavery that we were already uh, there's more black people than you think there is. Like I was like, you know, on a census level, the the black population in America is about. 10 to 13 percent want to put it that way he's like ah oh, that's a lie there's more black people just in america da, 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 da. And i was like all right cool but since i'm not a statistician and you're not a statistician and we can we can kind of look at other people's research about it he was like nah but they're all lying i'm like all right so every scientist in america for the last 80 years has been collectively lying <laughs> and so i was saying and i was like i'm not saying that that's not true but i was like it's highly unlikely now, the farther truth is, 
you have to go look at a bunch of different research at all at one time to probably get the mm -hmm. full truth. But anyways, not to go too uh, deep, but anyways, my thing was, as we always talk about, you know, like you said, be a well-informed hater. You might as well listen and learn and all that. And it was interesting to have a conversation with them because he was spouting out a bunch of stuff, acting like I did, I wouldn't know what I was, what he was talking about. And every time he said something, I was like, oh yeah, I know that theory too. It's about blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And the two other people that were in our lift, they were just like, yo, this is super interesting. And we got to one guy's uh, stop. He was like, damn. I kind of want to just stay and listen. <laughs> and so he was like, this is, he's like, man, you make some really good points. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. He was like, but you make good points. It, it was, but it was funny. And I was, honestly, uh, hey, I was, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like comedians with cars, but you can be like, uh, hope tips. Yeah. <laughs> hope tips would get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and honestly, you know what? It was funny because, um, lift line, I've been taking lift line a little bit more often. Uh, and, yeah. It's always like you just hop in and you have your little phone, you know, no one's talking to each other or you get in, you're like, hey, good morning or good afternoon or hey, how's it going? Where you, you know, not, nothing crazy, but you still acknowledge people that are in your car. And I actually like it a little bit better because people start to interact more. And mm -hmm. the only other time I had something similar to that was when I hopped in and um, the driver was Israeli. The uh, passenger next to me was a gay uh, Palestinian. And then we were talking about the Middle East and all that Whoa. kind of stuff. Yeah, it was dope. But <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was all it was a positive conversation because we had, we talked about American policies, we talked about Israel, and then we just had a good conversation of just about different policies. And at the end, same thing. The guy that was leading, he was like, "Man, this was a really good conversation. Thanks, guys. This made my day." But it, but that aspect of it was cool. So kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about with um, music and sharing and having those conversations. And I think. Because we're in our age where we like we do get glued to our phones, and I do it too, and a lot of people do. But having those good face to face with strangers, just having an open conversation that's not hostile, that's not freaking my side versus yours, it's more the sharing of ideas. That still it still gives me hope in terms of our current climate of things. And yeah, that's my final word. That's what's up. Hey, everybody, go download Pokemon Go so we can have world peace. <laughs> that that or Fortnite. I'm on kill yeah. some zombies. But yeah, all right, you know, this is the table of truth, and we are out. Peace. You can listen and download to all of our episodes of the Table of Truth on iTunes. Just search the Table of Truth podcast.